Welcome to this episode of Bob Cooney's VR Deep Dive Podcast. In this series, Bob connects you with some of the leading innovators and thinkers in location-based VR. You know, this stuff requires too much processing to do well on mobile devices. Yeah. But what about 5G? Like, so 5G and NVIDIA last week talked about their edge rendering. And so the theory of the 5G world, and I talked to Terry Schussler from Deutsche Telekom, and there's an interview on my website about this, about the rendering is actually going to be done on the edge of the network in yes. 5G and, del- and streamed to your right. device. Let's What's talk that? about that 5G for a second. 5G gives you three advantages, right? One, it gives you very low latency to the cell tower. Yep. It's around two millisecond for a packet to get from your phone to the tower, right? Today with LTE, it takes 20 or 30 or 50, 50 right? 100, it's yeah. a lot, yep. slower. lot slower. A packet goes a lot slower. So think about being in a football stadium while holding up your phone, playing a new kind of game against everybody. If it has a lot of latency, anything that goes around the stadium will be jittery or, or not in sync with everybody else, right? It won't be able to shoot it. But if you have low latency, you're going to be able to be very interactive with everybody else, and it will feel really nice. The second thing is if you're close to a – a new so 5G is actually a spectrum of things, right? It's a it's a on the low end you'll get maybe a 10 megabits per second. Right now my LTE phone gives me four, right? So it'll give me 10 to 15 to 20 on the low end, and that's what most people are going to experience as 5G. But on the high end, if you have a millimeter wave radio, like is going to be in the next iPhone and you are near a millimeter wave cell tower, like within a mile, right? You're gonna get 20 gigabits, well, let's call it 10 gigabits per second. 10 gigabits compared to four megabits. Right. 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 Huge. And and in two milliseconds, like. Two milliseconds. Faster than neurons fire. There's a third advantage. I went to AT&T Park during the World Series. I was at AT AT&T Park with an AT&T iPhone and I couldn't make a phone call because the cell towers were swamped. Everybody was trying to get an Instagram photo of them, you know, at the World Series or yeah. get a, a text message. And in 5G land, everybody's gonna be able to make a phone call because it can support many thousands of live connections from one tower. Yeah. And so the technology is much better for supporting multiple machines. And this is real important with the internet of things. When you have a factory, like I visited a factory in Ireland that makes alcohol. And I asked the guy who runs the factory, it's a brand new factory. I said, how many sensors are in this machine? He goes, there's so many sensors I don't even know. And I built the machine, right? Thousands and thousands of sensors, each kicking off data to a database and so that he can manage the, the process of making whiskey over at Jameson Distillery, right, near Cork, Ireland. So you, you get a factory like that that's making something with tens of thousands or hundreds of th- or millions of sensors and robots, right? You go to an Amazon data center uh, uh, distribution center, there's millions of robots rolling around now, all, all firing, you know, data to the cloud somehow, right? So 5G is real interesting to those people yeah. as well. And now right. Apple bought Intel's antenna business, right? To be yeah. able to do 5G antennas. So they weren't... Well, de- go ahead. Not, not soon, because Intel was way behind Qualcomm. Right. Qualcomm has the best 
5G radio and the most power efficient 5G radio because of its DNA and its investments. And Apple was trying to get free of Qualcomm because Qualcomm charges nine bucks a radio. Your your next iPhone, nine dollars out of that purchase is going straight to Qualcomm, right? Pisses off Tim Cook, right? And so he was trying to get Intel to do the 5G radio cheaper, and they just couldn't they couldn't make the technology work. They were way behind Qualcomm. But Apple, but Apple spent a billion dollars on that, and what they've done with chips, they, they you know in a, in a in a five year period they surpassed everybody on the ability to build ARM chips, right? And so so my guess is that in the time frame that we're talking about, the next three to five years, Apple will yeah. have solved that any kind of problems around antennas, 5G. Yeah. They'll be building it in their glasses into everything, and they'll be bleeding edge yes. and driving the industry from an innovation standpoint, right? And, and they'll be in control of every step, and that's Apple's secret sauce. Yeah. And I visited a couple factories over in China to understand why they have such power over everything, because they control every step of making something. Yeah. And that's not true of anybody else, so almost anybody else. Huawei might be getting there close to it, but... You know, Trump is trying to keep Huawei out of America. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> or, so, or Apple's trying to keep them out. You know? And so, and so, look, I, I think that this notion that Apple can't do VR or can't do anything because of the processing speed that's required <laughs> on these devices. Once five G comes in, I feel like that well, argument doesn't hold water. It still does, though. Because there's a fundamental difference between AR, where you can see through the lens, yep. and VR, where you don't see through it at all. Yep. And someday, theoretically, these two approaches are going to merge into one glass that can take light out of the air and all that. But we're not there. The, the optics I'm seeing out of Israel and other places like Apple's making their own optics just can't do both together. Yeah. So you have to choose. Do you want to bias your device to lightweight, right? You have, you have to sort of make some trade-offs when you're designing a product like this. Is it for walking around, riding a mountain bike, uh, going shopping, right? Driving a car? Or is it for sitting in your living room playing a video game and you want the best, best, best graphics? All right, so that was point number three. We're jumping around the map. So the whole notion of the processing power, I think, goes away with 5G. I feel like you've agreed with but that. Let's talk about... For that to be true, you have to have one of those millimeter wave radios near you. Yep. How soon is that going to be for uh, mm. even 30% of us? Three years? Maybe. My, my friend who's putting it in the stadium said seven. Oh, wow. Because. All right, we'll give that one, we'll give that one to Robert. Let's give that one to Robert. You win that one. Wait, where's the ding? Where's the ding? LTE, you can be uh, 10 to 15 miles away from a cell tower and still get four megabits per second. Yeah. With 5G, with the high-end 5G, you have to be within one and a half kilometers of a cell tower. So now they have to put a lot more cell towers in a city. So and think it doesn't about go like, through like glass and stuff too, right? So they have to figure out how to get it into building. The millimeter wave doesn't go through walls very well and even trees. So you have to have line of sight to that cell tower. And so now you might need to put a mesh network in your home and upgrade your Wi-Fi so that you can bring that, you know, two to 10 gigabits per second into your house. Yeah. Now I'm lucky enough, I have an AT&T fiber line that just got put in. And so I'm I'm getting 900 up and down megabits per second, right? So I'm, I'm almost 5G with this fiber line, right? And 
I haven't been able to tap it out. But you don't get the but you don't get the latency with that that you're going to get with 5G. I think that's the or do you? My line gives me about five to ten millisecond latency, so it's a little slower than 5G, but not much. But for VR, is that enough to do edge rendering on the cloud? All right, let's talk about that. So your packet to render, like if you're going to have a bank of GPUs, big NVIDIA cards up in the cloud somewhere, like at a Google data center or a Facebook data center. I think they're talking about putting them on the edge of the network, like where the tower is. They're talking about rendering at the tower, which is crazy to me, but. Well, they're going to put a little box with 200 GPUs in the little box on the tower, right? right? And I've seen the cages for the the towers are going to have a data center right on the tower. We call that FOD, right? Because there's cloud, which is far away, right? Yeah. And there's the Fog. house. Yeah. And then this new San Francisco. <laughs> but there's going to be have to be a lot of things driving those fog servers as well. So and also, if you're in England and I'm in California and I'm trying to play baseball with you or football or, or some shooting game, my packets still need to go over the fiber lines in through the sea and still have that latency. So it's not an easy system to really run completely on the cloud. Facebook is gonna try because Facebook knows it has a huge disadvantage to Apple. Apple has a huge advantage over everybody else because they have the best GPU in the phones. Their GPUs are twice as fast as the ones that are in the current high-end Qualcomm phones. And Google just announced today they're not even using the highest-end Qualcomm chipset because it's too expensive. Mm. So. We're going to see Apple have a lead for a while, and then we'll see do some of these other architectural approaches take hold if we have enough 5G in enough homes that we can start, you know, delivering cheaper glasses that have very little processing on the glasses and most of the GPU processing up on the cloud somewhere. All right, right? so let's go to number three. VR can't be used many places, so... um, you know, which you've talked about Apple wanting to extend the phone. And I think one of the things you said, like, you can't. Yeah. So let's talk about that. You showed a picture of your son. Think about this versus this, right? I have to wear these just to see. You're very blurry right now, right? (laughs) I put these on and and these are augmented reality. They make my reality augmented. (laughs) Wow, you're sharp all of a sudden, right? They're aiming at disrupting this market, which hasn't really seen much innovation for a couple a hundred years. I mean, yeah, we have better coatings and thinner lenses and titanium frames, but they don't do anything different that a pair of glasses I tried from a hundred years ago did. Yeah. Right. And Apple's going to try to disrupt this and try to. They're trying to make a a device that you never need to take off. If you're mountain biking, you don't need to take it off. If you're skiing, you don't need to take it off. If you're shopping, you don't need to take it off. Now compare that to this. Even if you put a bunch of cameras on this so you can do some pass-through AR and see. Dude, you're you're comparing eyeglasses to a VR headset, not smart glasses. So hold up the other one. Hold up the the other AR thing. Now, yeah. now that's apples and apples, right? So if they wanted to shrink that, you're saying they can't shrink down a VR headset? It's impossible. It's, it's not that they can't shrink it down. VR to give you the field of view. So VR has some real advantages over AR. One, you have a hundred degree field of view in a VR headset. So yeah. you're, you feel immersed in the media. Versus looking it's, at the world through a postage stamp, which is what some of the early AR headsets well, looked like, right? Well, about 40 degree 
and magically gives you maybe 50 degree field of view, which is about this, yeah. right? So imagine a little virtual box where there's a virtual thing in it. And if I move the box over, the virtual thing disappears, right? right? VR is this, right? It I can almost get, and it blocks out, the difference is it blocks out the stuff you don't see. And so yeah. you don't have peripheral vision. So all you're focused on is what you see and you don't get that, that window effect. Which but is that's just, one thing. The other thing is, if I really want to see a virtual thing, like like I'm playing Beat Saber or I was just playing Supernatural, right? And I'm trying to hit a virtual thing flying at my head. I don't care about the real world. I want to only see that virtual thing and I want to see it in as sharp a detail as possible. And I want to see as many polygons on that thing as possible so it looks better. And I want it to come at me faster than in these things. And also, I don't want it to be ghosted. With HoloLens, if I see a virtual thing right here, I see the screen behind it. I see through the virtual layer, it's ghosted. It doesn't have the same affordance of, you know, really, you're not gonna enjoy watching a long movie in AR, I don't think. Right. Short one, yes. TikTok, fuck yeah. Apple's becoming a media company. They're becoming a services company. They launched Apple TV Plus. Why do you think they're not going to build the ultimate personal media viewer, which is what an iPad is and a phone is? And, and we don't, you know, we don't look at our phone when we're walking. Because oh, yeah, we do. they actually have, uh, I heard hundreds of prototypes over in Cupertino of different kinds of devices they're building. They could easily make one. And, and I keep hearing rumors they have one, but they decide not to ship it. Hmm. We'll see if that continues to be true. Because my brother-in-law used to work for Steve Jobs, right? And I used to work at Microsoft. And every couple of months, he would come home, oh, Steve just killed the phone project. <laughs> and I would be, oh, okay, that's nice. And then a couple of months later, he'd be like, oh, the phone project's back on. you know. And then a couple more months would go by, oh, he killed the phone project again. <laughs> now my best friend is one of the 14 guys who built the iPhone. I, I know the whole story. You know, They went through several different prototypes, and they just not getting to the product that Steve had in his mind. Yeah. And when it finally got there, it got shipped. They're not able to give the customer experience um, without the dangers. Did you see the video over the weekend where a guy was in VR into on the a television? And he jumped into the television. Richie's plank. I was yeah. actually I wanted to bring that on the show. I'll show it to you guys on uh, on the next live show. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I did something similar in the Stanford lab with Jeremy Balenson. He had me walk across the plank, and I was freaked out. Yeah, and I. I was on a conference floor, right? But that's, look, I, and I, we've all done that. And I love it. But, and that takes us to point number one, which is VR isn't safe. But I can make the same argument for walking down the street looking at my phone. And I can make the same argument for wearing my AirPods too loud and they're going to blow up my ears or I don't hear the car coming and when I'm riding a bike. Like, I don't, is that enough to stop? I get it. I play a lot of VR. Forward. I love VR. But for an Apple, they see lawsuits. They see trouble. They see pain. They see danger. And I used that, to run a That hasn't stopped them from bringing products to market in the past. It, what they do, like CarPlay, for example, they brought, the, they brought the, the smartphone out. It became addictive. And then they said, all right, let's do CarPlay because people are fucking using this while they're driving and it's dangerous. Now, maybe that wasn't their reason, but that's one of the benefits of it. So let's make it easy to use. But that took, what, five, six, seven years for that to happen? Yeah. So I question whether safety is enough to stop Apple from bringing out a VR headset. I'm taking that round. 
I'm taking the I'm taking the VR safety thing. What year? That's the question. What year? Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, one. because if you take it ten years, you're getting a device that does both of these in one device. And so John Wester just asked on Twitter. He said, "What if you put a pair of Nreal AR glasses inside a VR headset?" And so I think the question that I want to ask is: pass-through video is getting yeah. better. The XR2 chip from Qualcomm, really yeah. low latency pass-through video. The Quest, nice butt crack there, Robert. Um, oh, sorry. I call that a coin slot. I'm in the I'm in the arcade business. We used to call that the coin slot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been naked on the internet four times. I love, I love yeah. live television. <laughs> sorry. I had to get the uh, Quest. Quest, yeah. Because uh, the Quest has uh, four video cameras on it, right? They're black and white video cameras. So when you're inside here, now you can see the real house. But it's in a blurry black and white version. And it's laggy and it's disorienting and it's terrible. They get sick. This brings up one of my issues. People get sick. Point number seven, VR makes some people sick. Yeah. My wife can't play VR. She gets sick in it. And I've tried many times with all the different devices. But I'll tell you. So here's my point on that. Cars make people sick too. It's actually not the car. It's the driver. And I don't think VR makes people sick. I think people who make shitty VR experiences make people sick. And I've been, you know, I've read She says she's this sick even just getting it on. She just says, really? I don't feel comfortable. I don't like it. I, I want it off. Did she have a right? bad experience that created trauma that triggers that? Or do you think it's just... Brain tight. My autistic son can't wear it. My autistic son, he puts it on and says, it hurts my eyes. And I, and I can't figure out what's... He, he can't communicate with me what's going wrong. Yeah. So I can't fix anything. And that's right? interesting because there have been studies that show it actually helps autistic kids learn. <laughs> But everybody's Absolutely. individual. And so Absolutely. your point is that there's enough people that don't like VR that Apple's going to say, we're not bringing a product to market because there's too much controversy or discomfort or whatever. And we're all yeah. about customer experience. Not until they can fix all those problems or bring you an AR device that does really badass immersion. Because yeah. what do you get in VR that you don't get in AR immersion, yeah. right? And uh, the ability to feel like you're inside the media, inside the video game, inside the movie, right? And you can't get that real well with an AR, you know, with field of view of, you know, 50 degrees, right? And you get better color and better brightness and better sharpness in VR. So watching a movie is better. I'd rather have VR in my my, uh, living room, right, than AR. Because AR, I don't need to see my living room anymore. I know what my living room looks like. I don't need to see it. Yeah, and I really don't care that things come clawing out of my uh, walls. It's a neat effect. I mean, uh, on the Hollands, there's a game called Fragments where aliens blow holes in your walls and then crawl through the walls and then come at you. Right? It's like what? That's really sick. Yeah. But it's sort of a it's a parlor trick, right? After you got used to the parlor trick, all right, give me Call of Duty back. You know, I I want to go back to the game that really has the immersion and has the rapid fire and has all my friends on it, right? And this is a problem. This is another problem for VR. I can't play with that many of my friends yet. Most of my friends still don't have VR, even though I keep telling them you should yeah, get VR. Nobody has AR either, right? Even fewer people have AR than VR. So, but that wasn't one of your seven points. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a point away from you on that one. Yeah. But I am gonna give you VR makes people sick. I've been railing about that one for a long time. I do think it's the experience makers. I do think the technology is gonna get better, and as latency goes down. And I think Part if anybody can solve that, it's Apple, right? If anybody can well, solve Facebook it. Well, Facebook is working on it. But, um, the refresh rate on the screens on the Quest is about uh, 
Is it 60 hertz or 90 I hertz? I, I think they went to like some weird number, like 72, which was really controversial, right? The index is much higher, 115 or 120 hertz. And the new Quest that'll come out next year is going to have a much higher refresh rate. Yeah. When you start getting more resolution and more refresh rate, some of the sickness stuff goes away because sickness is caused because your eyes and your ears are out of sync and your body thinks that's because you you ate some poison and starts causing you to get sick, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, there's look, a I lot of science a- there that they're trying to fig- fix that. There's even some electronics that are trying to get the inner ear to sync up with the visual so that you don't get as nauseous, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. But a lot of those approaches aren't yet on the market and they're not perfected yet and they're not perfected for everybody yet, right? Yeah, so, so, so I we'll just see, want to call we'll out to Tony. Right. I want to call out to Tony Rogers, who's uh, who's watching right now. And I follow Tony on LinkedIn. He's I love absolutely one of the smartest guys I know in the industry. And I learn a lot of what I know from watching Tony. And yeah. uh, and so Tony says, I win, by the way, on the contest. of <laughs> He says he's winning. All right, let's go to, so you were talking about, um, um, and keep in be mind, social. Like your friends don't have VR. VR is not a social. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep in mind, the scale of Apple requires a different answer than the scale of a Facebook, right? Mm. Facebook can be happy selling a million of these. Apple can't. Apple, to move the All needle right. for its shareholder, has part to two. sell 20 million. That's the end of part two of this interview. Part three is up next.